0: If you've listened to the show, you know, I'm I'm pretty fascinated by the whole culture war phenomenon that we throw ourselves into these days. No, culture wars are nothing new. I'm not, you know, they've always been around, but it seems to me like right now, we love a culture war like we never have before in my lifetime. I think a big part of it is social media, and I spend too much time on there, but nonetheless, it's happening, and it's, it, it's happening a lot. I find it incredible to watch how so many people, often calling themselves free thinkers a whole way, fall right in line, with whatever it is they think makes them part of that collective that they feel part of, right? And I also question how widespread it is, too. Like, I think the most vocal extremes are the ones that we sort of get influenced by, but are most Canadians on board with it? Mm, probably not, and I think some data to back that up. So, you know, you would think that the whole country is spending every minute fighting over Bud Light and and, and pronouns, but... That's social media. Is that the reality? How wrapped up in these culture wars do Canadians really get, and where do they fall? How do they feel about it? Well, some people have set out to answer that very question, including our first guest today, Eric Kaufman, Senior Fellow at Macdonald-Laurier Institute, and Eric uh, joins us now. Eric, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. Great to be here, Shane. Culture wars, just so everybody's aware, I think we understand it, but basically what it is is you've got the left and you've got the right, Picking any particular issue, you can pick one and and, and go into war over it, basically, right?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I think there's a distinction, though, between just cultural conflicts. You know, in the past, we've had battles over, you know, selling of alcohol or... or catholic and protestant but i think when we say culture war nowadays we're, we're talking about something more specific which is battles over the boundaries of speech you know when does sure. free speech run up against emotional safety or or when does a version of the past uh, run up against people's feelings that kind of thing
0: yeah i think yeah absolutely and and it's sort of we have our prescribed positions on that right And, and we sort of we would have our progressive or our left feel one way about it and our conservatives or our right feel you know we need to come down more on this side or that side and that's sort of where the differences lie
1: yeah, absolutely right. I think, you know, it's really down to to what extent you value um equal outcomes and emotional harm protection for race, gender, sexual minority groups as your top value, or is it things like free speech, truth, uh, attachment to national community, for example.
0: So you did some work to find out exactly how Canadians really do feel about this and how wrapped up they really are in it. And it found that despite what we hear and, you know, the narrative that is sometimes presented, Canadians aren't really on board with all these culture wars, right, by and large, and, and the whole fight is pretty clearly outlined as where Canadians feel about some of these issues.
1: Well, it's, it's yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, basically i would undertaken studies in the Britain and the U.S. that are basically yeah. using a lot of the same questions, and I found Canadians were, exactly, almost exactly in line with where British and American opinion is. And I think that was quite surprising, because it's certainly in terms of public policy and media, Canada, you would have thought, leans quite a bit further towards the woke side of the equation than the U.S. and Britain. And so in that sense, I I was quite surprised by these findings.
0: Okay, so what were the findings? Let's go through some of these data points. First of all, what, what kind of issues were we talking about here? What were we looking at? Well,
1: there's two kind of broad categories. One is to do with cancel culture, your views on, you know, whether Frances Widowson, for example, to use an Alberta example, should have been fired from her job for her views on, uh, you know, the residential schools and so on. So you have cancel culture on the one hand, then you have sort of critical race history questions around, for example, is Canada a racist country? Uh, and that that's really quite surprising, because there you see that actually Canadians, only about 30%, by sort of 70-30 margin, they oppose the idea of calling Canada a racist country. Uh, in the U.S., by contrast, 55% of Americans would agree to that statement, and in Britain it's like 41%. So that's hmm. Canada's actually less woke than those countries on that particular question. Uh, on on gender issues, yeah. we also see a very similar profile, whether it's about gender reassignment surgery for minors or uh, use of pronouns and all these questions Canadians are leaning more basically on the anti-woke side of the ledger
0: and and that was surprising I mean how how did you take that I mean like you say it was in line sort of what we see with the US and what we see with the UK did it surprise you that it came back the same for Canada
1: Because, you know, if you look at, say, Britain, um, the way the government has legislated against the the idea that you can just change your sex on your birth certificate, they've shut down the major gender surgery clinics, they've undertaken a review of sex ed in schools, all of these things, and in the U.S., it's mainly at the red states who are doing this, but... What's interesting in Canada is there's been almost nothing until very recently uh, on this topic. And, and certainly when it comes to history, for example, questioning the, the mass graves idea, the 250 mass graves in Kamloops, or it, the idea of Canada as uh, a genocidal white supremacist country, there's been almost no pushback to that in, among Canadian politicians, whereas in the U.S. and Britain it's much, much yeah. different. So that's why I expected the public opinion to be different. Um is Does it
0: break, I mean, we talk about Canada being a massive country, and not everybody thinks the same necessarily, but in this finding, did they? I mean, or is there a big difference? Is Quebec very different? Is BC very different? Or are most Canadians on the same page?
1: They really are on the same page, and what's what's interesting is how little difference there is. First of all, within English Canada, there's virtually no provincial differences, or very minimal. <laughs> um, but even French-English, uh, there are, you know, modest differences, but they go in different directions. So uh, French Canada tends to be uh, more skeptical of gender ideology, for example, of, of the transgender uh, position uh, than than English, but maybe by ten points. But on the other hand, they would be more uh, sympathetic to Black Lives Matter than English Canadians by an equal amount. If you balance it all out, there really isn't this difference. And again, because of the way Quebec has uh, legislated on a number of questions, people think that Quebecers would be less woke than, than Anglo-Canadians, but really the evidence just isn't there for that either, which, again, I have to say surprised me.
0: Yeah, no kidding. What? So what do you make of this? I mean, there's politicians in this country who stake a large part of their platform, or at least they know part of their, their, their political base is on one side or the other of these issues. What do they need to be aware of?
1: Well, I actually think they are quite a bit to the left, and that's even true of conservative politicians. I mean, Daniel Smith Smith in Alberta is, is closer, but still, I mean, what is really surprising is how even conservative politicians have been quite timid in approaching these cultural issues in Canada as compared to other jurisdictions. And actually, if you look at the public opinion, which leans two to one against that kind of woke position, which is really the dominant position in a lot of the country's institutions and schools, there's a lot that those right-of-center politicians could be campaigning on that they're not campaigning on. So that's that sort of, in a way, it's kind of an open goal for them, and it'll be very interesting to see if they move more into that territory. I mean, electorally, it would make a lot of sense for them to do that.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Interesting. Um, Eric, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you being here.